snack, any beverage that you like to make yourself and or treat yourself to around the holidays? I don't necessarily know that most of my treats and or snacks are particularly like seasonal. I have this year been really hankering for a Christmas ham. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't even know that like ham is necessarily that important of a tradition to me for Christmas. Uh, in general, I just, I'm thinking about it right now. I like a lot of the Hanukkah snacks, but like Christmas, it's just like, what do you, what do you eat for Christmas? I don't, I don't know that I have any idea what like the Christmas foods are, to be honest with you. Uh, for me, it's a lot of pastry things, uh, Polish. So we bust out Keefley's. Um, I've started making concha for Christmas. Uh, my great grandma made a lot of various cookies. I think a peanut butter cookie. Basically any cookie. Oh, Christmas cookies, think. obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously that. I um, can't believe I didn't think of Christmas cookies. Yeah, I like to I like to make drinks. I like to make my own eggnog as an adult for the holidays. That's a thing that I've uh, started doing and I look Ooh. forward to every year. Because I love making drinks that take uh, too long to make. It is a soothing activity and I bring it to the holidays. I love that for you. And you know what I love? Lamp. You, and also our podcast that we have together. Merry Aww. Christmas, Devin. And happy belated Christmas to everybody out there listening. It's a few days after, but it's um, uh, we always release it the Friday before and after Christmas, our two-part Christmas special. Welcome, everyone, to original podcast Do Not Steal. Your favorite podcast, one where in every week Amber Autumn and I discuss all of your favorite intellectual properties at length and create an original character in that space. And for the holiday episodes, we like to give each other a gift. I just gave Amber Swiss Army Man, and we made the most uh, emotionally naked episode of this podcast possibly ever. And, <laughs> and now we're gonna we're gonna do something else for Christmas. Yeah, um, uh, I, I imagine this will go slightly in a different direction, but I don't know because it's it's your podcast, it's your episode, and it's you know you're the one who has emotional attachments to it. So we'll see where it goes. Um, but today, Devin, um, uh, today we are going to be taking a blast to the past. We're gonna we're gonna go right back, and we are gonna be talking about Fraggle Rock. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna do a Fraggle Rock episode. Oh my, oh my God! Wait, cares away. Worries for another day. Come on, let's go and play. Down to Fraggle Rock. Down to Fraggle Rock. Oh my God, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I knew. I I love that both of our responses to getting our present was just to start singing the theme song of the of the <laughs> corresponding franchise. It is what we both did. Yeah. Oh, fucking Christ, the show where the thesis statement of it was, I want to make a show that will end war, a show that is unabashedly about multiculturalism. Oh, but let's, let's fucking, oh, man, I don't, I don't know how much I'm going to have to, like, say, say about Fraggle Rock, and isn't that always the joy of these episodes, but, like, would you like to start? Because you're also a Jim Henson head. Here's the thing, I like I love the Muppets. We all know that I love the Muppets. I have um a um nineteen what is that seventy six uh, some some sort of a some sort of a nineteen seventy something Miss Piggy calendar sitting on my wall that I flip back to every year. Um, I I I'm 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 a I'm a Muppety girl. Um, but I, I don't necessarily have, like, an attachment to every Muppets property equally, right? Like, I like Kermit and Fonzie and Gonzo and the gang. Um, and I, you know, I like Labyrinth, and I liked Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. 
Um, but I have, like, I didn't really watch Sesame Street, and, um, as well, I've never seen an episode of Fraggle Rock. I don't really know what all the hullabaloo is about. Um, and I'm here to listen and learn. Oh, boy. Okay, so I... I'm gonna throw my cards out on the table, everyone. I love Fraggle Rock to death. It's, but it's one of those things that is largely like vibes based for me. I put it on, and I know I'm gonna have a good time whilst watching it, and I'm not gonna have to like have my intellectual brain on and be thinking about like the narrative structure and character arcs. It's largely a show that is a good time with a world that is colorful and nice and not without like its dangers and its threats and its like cultural conflicts and allegories. Because again, the thesis statement behind the show was Jim Henson going, I want to make a show that ends war. Uh, so it is political TM, but it is also about a bunch of fun fraggles who don't know anything about the outside world and the main character's uncle or grandpa is an adventuring fraggle and so is out like on a quest to scour all of america and he's in his little like african explorer man hat while he's like going through the bronx and shit and talking about like the subway but not knowing what it is and sending him a letter back home to his nephew and then his nephew gets to read that and then the episode is about like public transit and the ways in which the fraggles sometimes take advantage of the of the the dozers who are these little like i would describe them as like sentient peas who just love doing a construction and there's also like the <laughs> god <laughs> what, what i meant to say was like i'm not gonna remember any characters names specifically or like the specific raises there are fraggles there are dozers and then there are big things who look like Sweetums is the big Muppet who's like, Hollywood, let me get my stuff. Like, yeah, they, they kind of look like Sweetums. There's also the Heap, who is this giant heap of trash who can dispense a lot of wisdom. But, like, the conflict of the show often stems from the different cultural sensitivities and values that Fraggles have vis-a-vis like, -vis Dozers, vis-a-vis -vis the Sweetums race. And eventually they they come to an understanding come the third act because it's a very hippy-dippy, we-can-all-get-along shows. Uh, I think it's a show that would agree with like my take that like the concept of borders are a cancer on collective society. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a big fucking leftist nerd, and so was fucking Jim Henson, that big dumb hippie. Uh, but yeah, it's largely just a show you turn on, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's going to be fun songs, and Muppets screaming and shouting and telling funny jokes and they all have loud personalities one of them is like this tall doughish hippie one of them is kind of like this irish cynic one is an upstart kid who gets into trouble one of them is a worry wart they're tried and true archetypes who bounce off of each other and have very playful fun personalities it's it's a great time i've i've never regretted my decision to turn on an episode of fraggle rock and it is a show wherein as i have gotten older and come to understand its goals and it's like tackling of racial allegory i have only uh, appreciated it with age i fraggle rock fucking rules man like what is the what is the narrative premise of the show what is it a show for children is it a show for adults is it serialized is it episodic it is a show for children that is episodic you're just kind of doing like conflict of the week today uh, we're going to learn about respecting people's personal boundaries. Today, we're going to learn about the concept of burnout, uh, because 
well, the lazy fraggle made the dozer do all of his chores for the week, and then that dozer was frustrated and became upset. Today, we're going to learn about gluttony. It's lots of, you know, kind of stuff. Like, if Sesame Street is like learning that sharing is good, this would be like learning that respecting each other's cultural differences is good. It's sort of like the next class upgrade to Sesame Street. You know what I'm saying? Sesame Street Plus. Yeah. What, what, what's the cast like? Uh, burp, 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 burp. Let me see if I can pull up the Wikipedia <laughs> so I can remember names. So I won't just be going like Fraggle X. There's Gobo Fraggle. He's your main protag boy. He's the level-headed teenager. He plays guitar. He likes to explore. He's the one whose uncle is out, like, exploring the outside world and gives you, like, the the base set up for the thing that the episode is going to tackle. Uh, who else is there? Ah, Monkey Fraggle is your tall hippie, like, sort of the mom friend. Yeah, mom mom friend is the best way I would describe Monkey Fraggle. Wembley is Gobo's roommate. He's the worrywart one. He's got a thing wherein he never wants to say no to anyone because he doesn't want to uh, hurt anyone's feelings. Mood. And then there's Boogie Fraggle, who's the short one who don't got no eyes, who is like the Eeyore, the, you know, the cynical kind of depressed one. And then there, oh, Red Fraggle. Red Fraggle's like the firecracker, spunky, like... Uh, kick-ass girl fraggle of the group she's the one with like the twin pom-poms and like uncle travel yeah it is uncle traveling matt that's the one who's exploring the upside world those are your principal fraggles the five like main cast and then there's you know a bunch of other fraggles and do gorgs gorgs are what those motherfuckers were called there's three gorgs there's king gorg king gord and like prince gorg who's like their doughy kind of dumb son and i think prince dorg is like the one who the fraggles kind of like start a relationship with and are gonna like mr gorbachev tear down this wall with like the prince gorg because he's not like set in his ways like his old fuddy-duddy emperor parents who are like we rule the entire universe and it's just a backyard because they don't have like a concept of the world outside of like what they survey is and oh wait there's a list of do is there a list of dozers do dozers have names i don't remember dozers having names hold on I'm having a great time with this episode. Yeah, wow, dozers have names? That's crazy. I'm I'm so this is <laughs> Remember the episode where you got lost in like Logopedia? This is me right now in like the dozer section of the Fragopedia. This is this is part of it. Like sometimes this is um us info dumping at the audience, and sometimes uh this is us uh going down a Wikipedia wormhole at the audience. So are they, are they like a family, the, the main Fraggles? They're like a single family unit? No, they're all just kind of friends. Matt's relative is, I mean, Uncle Matt is Duger's, you know, uncle. But other than that, it is just a group of friends who kind of go out on adventures because he got a letter from his Uncle Matt explaining like a human concept and now they kind of want to explore and see if like this human concept would be applicable here or they want to see what the dozers are doing or like someone just having like an emotional question so they have to go ask the heap for like 
how do I, I'm, I'm sad. Why do I feel sad? And the, the heap just gets to be like, well, sometimes you're just sad and there's no reason for it. And that's just life. I'm like, oh, thanks. Heap, here's some trash. Feel better. That's the payment of your, of your knowledge. And the heap's like, bug, 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 bug. I love trash. It occurs to me that our two Christmas franchises are actually pretty similar in some ways. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> we did it. So, when it comes to making a Fraggle Rock OC, there are the, you know, as stated, there's the Gorgs, there's the Fraggles, and there's the Dozers. But there is also, like, you know, the Heap Absists, who is a, 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 wise, a wise woman, a sage, who is literally just a heap of garbage. You can, like, make just, like, a fun new mythological sort of Muppet entity who exists in the world who could dispense some type of knowledge. You can make an antagonistic force. You can make, like, the counterpoint of the heap, where the heap largely exists to give you, like, you know, good points and sort of the moral of the story. You could have someone who's giving you, like, the bad points, right? Because there's the detractors. Like, the show has, a, has an anti-war, like, pro-collectivism stance. You could have, like, I'm... I'm Uncle McFuddy-Duddy. Like, I, I, I don't know. Remember that bit in the Godzilla movie where he's like, all of the children's hate for homework went to space and formed a monster. There's, <laughs> You could just have, like, that. Where, like, all, all of the parts of, like, the cultural animus between these three central figures went up to space and, like, formed a dude. And now there's, like, general humbuggery. And he's this big hunched over ogre looking motherfucker who's in a big Muppet suit and he keeps telling you to like lie, cheat and steal. I don't know. That was a, that's a big idea. What, what, what do you have any, uh, any, any thoughts about Fraggle Rock? Is that your original one? Did you just come up with that right now? Yeah, that was, uh, that was me just, just vamping. You have a, you have a lot of, you have a lot of strong Fraggle Rock feel. We can make a million Fraggle Rock OCs. You can make an entire podcast out of making Fraggle Rock OCs. I believe that. Oh, man, I should. <laughs> One day when we have a podcast network, I'll make a Fraggle Rock rewatch podcast. And that's a promise <laughs> I make to all of you listeners whenever this podcast makes us some money. <laughs> the first money that this podcast makes is going to me because I'm the one who's paying for the podcast hosting service in the first place. Yeah, that is fair and correct. I think a good place to start would be with our list of Chekhov's things. It seems to me like with such a such an open place to go, um, uh, starting with one of these is is going to give us a, a beginning place. So my question for you is, what's the most absurd thing here that would totally work and make sense in Fraggle Rock? An envelope full of money and the episode would be about like an anti-capitalist stance because that's just very in line with Jim Henson's core beliefs and values and like you introduce it's it's like introducing the one ring of power into the Shire right and it like slowly corrupts Bilbo Baggins like you introduce the concept of money to fraggles who live in a cashless society and then there becomes like one big fat capitalist fraggle guy and then it like ruins everything and the harmoniousness and we're like abusing the dozer's work even more so than we do like normally and the the fraggles realize that they're acting more like the gorgs like the king and queen who like loft over this backyard but there's just like one fraggle in charge of everything now and they must remove this sack of money because it has ruined their way of life. And I've just pitched an episode at you. I, does that That's work? a whole episode. <laughs> That's a whole episode. I, Holy I, fuck. This is the fastest episode of this podcast ever. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
please feel free to stop by our merch store. Um, so, um, yeah, we should figure out who our, our capitalist Fraggle is. Um, or, or our capitalist character, at least. It actually seems like they probably won't be a Fraggle, right? Because the Fraggles wouldn't know about money. Well, my thought would be if we wanted like it to be a Fraggle. I mean, we could just like make another species. But if you want it to be a Fraggle specifically, like... Uncle Matt doesn't have to be the only Fraggle who ever, like, went to learn. What if another Fraggle went? Like, it's that scene in the Barbie movie where Ken spends, like, five seconds in America and his brain is fundamentally altered for the rest of the movie. Some Fraggle just went out to Wall Street and was like, money? <laughs> and comes back. Uh, but it wouldn't, like, literally be money. It would just, like, he comes back with, like, the concept of, like currency right and he's like well yeah uh if i don't do my chores i'll give you five acorns and then he's like hoarding all of the acorns right you don't make it like literally money but you like it, it is now also about the concept of like all currency is fiat currency and only is the value we place on it's like he went up to the surface world found out about money figured out a way to bring that back to fraggle rock Wonderful. So this is a, 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 I love that. I'm naming our capitalist Fraggle um, Luru because they all have sort of silly names and that, that feels like a, a silly name that one of them could have to me. I agree. Luru the, <laughs> venture, Ru, Rulu the venture capitalist. I think for Rulu, I don't know how much of this is going to make sense to you because I don't know how much of an X-Men guy you are, but like Sebastian Shaw of the Hellfire Club, who's this motherfucker who dresses like like the 1700s like projects this air of like self-made man i think i think frulu is very like slick back hair as much as you can get a muppet but like the sentence i'm looking for is it's important to frulu to project sort of this like air of sophistication about themselves like i'm bringing a noble pursuit to fraggle rock i am doing a public good by introducing the concept of money yeah, I love that. Um, and then, and then, does Frulu end up being like the one who wins at capitalism? Yeah, that would be my thought, right? Because like, none of the other Fraggles know what the game is. Like he, like he's, and it, and that's that's the other like bit of it of like I, I I'm a self-made millionaire. It's like that's never. That's never the fucking case. You're ethnically wealthy. Like, even at the point where, like, like, like when a rich person is broke, it's not the same thing as when I'm broke. When I'm broke, I'm fucking homeless. When a rich person is broke, they just hang out at their rich friend's house. So, like, money doesn't mean, of course, money doesn't mean anything to people where, like, money doesn't mean anything to people where money has never been an issue. So, like, this motherfucker being like, well, yeah, I'm self-made. Everyone has the same opportunity, even though I literally walked in with a giant bag full of money. Like, I gave myself an enormous head start. This is the shortest ever episode of the podcast. How? What do we? What do we need still? Yeah, it just it just all kind of it just all kind of came together, didn't it? Like, do we do we need to look for Frulu? Like again, I like like Sebastian Shaw of the Hellfire Club, very like suit tie prim proper motherfucker. Like, cause all of the other yeah, but also they're like a puppet, right? So like, what like what yeah. color are they? You know, what are they? What's yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do with their hair. What is, I, th I think it is, is like, what is the silliness? Because puppets are these dumb felt creatures with triangle faces. That's the, the Jim Henson, famed Jim Henson triangle. Um, what, like, silly part of Frulu is Frulu trying to, like, keep, 
like literally, I th I think literally like tucked within like a, a three piece suit to like in encapsulate like the part of their body that is inherently silly because they're a felt creature that eventually like pops out when the charade comes out, like some type of big dumb chest plumage. Yeah, some type of plumage on this motherfucker. I think the plumage is like a really bright, like neon green. Um, and the rest of this character is kind of like a more understated, uh, a, a brown color. Or no, mm, something like, ugh, I want something like naturalistic and kind of understated to like contrast with the green. So the green is like the, the, the ostentatious, ridiculous part about them, um, which they're, they're keeping under the suit. Mm, yeah. And then, yeah, it, it like comes out occasionally. Maybe just gray. Maybe just, like, gray for most of their, their puppet skin. So we've got look, we've got vibe, we've got silhouette, we've got fucking internal psychology. Uh, we have their fucking episode. What else? Yeah, what, I mean, that's <laughs> most of what we ship get, it? right? I, I, thought, I guess what? I ship it! <laughs> this, is, I, this is, like, what episodes were like in the beginning of the... Do you remember the beginning of the show when we would have 30-minute episodes? <laughs> And everything changed when we did the Quest for Camelot episode. <laughs> Put in the stinger. Let's ship it. Oh, what the f***? In Yowie Art, the semi, or top, is usually dominating the UK, or bottom. It was fun! The relationship is cute, damn it! I ship that! Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Ship It, the segment of the podcast where we talk about a character's sexual identity. Sentence came good out of my mouth when we talk about a character's sexual identity, sexual awakening, who they kiss, who they don't kiss, how they kiss, how we want them to kiss, and how the fandom thinks they kiss. It's just a big segment about shipping with some with some puppets. Amber, you have no relationship to Fraggle Rock at all, and I don't think this character would get along with any of the Fraggles in a way that, like, a healthy ship would form. I think this is a very Cutters, Cartman Butters situation where, like, this Fraggle is mean to, like, uh, fucking Boogie. Like, is really mean to Boogie the whole episode, and someone out there is like, I'm a little horny for, like, a like a Dom Juby, like, Dom and Boogie with, like, like business, like, Femdom and this son of a bitch. I think that's what happens. Do you have any feelings about how, uh, about how Gooby I will take over your here word fucks? on it. Um, I, I just wanted on the record that there are, um, I have just searched Archive of Our Own, and there are 114 works in the Fraggle Rock fandom of Archive of Our Own, which is not that many. Is that more or less than Gilligan's Island? Um, let me check. It's more. Gilligan's Island has 74. Damn, get wrecked. Compared to, like, Gilmore Girls has about 7,000. <laughs> Come on, Fraggle Rock fandom, where you at? <laughs> How many does the Muppets have? Um, circa around 2,000. Hmm. All right. All right. I wonder how many of those are... Gonzo x Well, Now that we're speculating about other people's fan fiction, I think, uh... I th <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've never seen so many. I'm looking in the Fraggle Rock section, and I've never seen so many, uh, so many fics, um, that are all rated G. 
Um, for, <laughs> like, like, people are now being horny about the Fraggles, and I love that for them. People just want to be writing wholesome Fraggle fanfics. Yeah, it's not a horny franchise. It's just, like I said, like I said up top, it's vibes, man. You turn a Fraggle it's Rock, vibes. you're in for a good time. And speaking of a good time, we hope you had a good time listening to the podcast. Close off. We I, No, one foot back to peace. Oh, shit, yeah, one foot back to peace. I forgot, God damn it. Get it together. What do the characters' voices sound like in Fraggle Rock? Muppet voices. It's you okay, know great. in in house with Jim Henson. It's all it's the puppeteer. Frank Oz style. Yeah. Okay, I have I have my fun fact. Um, so I realized that like come the end of this episode, I'm like, did we do another time where we made like Donald Trump the villain? Um, and the Muppets have done that twice. So I think uh, <laughs> this guy's origin story is specifically because like I was like, yeah, he went to he went to Wall Street. No, he went specifically to Sesame Street and he meant and he met Donald Grump, the grouch who was just Donald Trump. And that grouch taught him capitalism and he took it back to Fraggle Rock. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that's 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 funny enough. <laughs> I think he drives a car. Ooh, it's always funny when Muppets drive cars. It's always funny when Muppets drive cars, and I think that he's one of them. Yeah. And that, everybody, is an episode of the podcast. Join us next week when Amber tries in vain to get us to talk about Gem and the Holograms, but we actually talk about... So because we record these out of sequence, we record the um, uh, the Christmas episodes with very little lead up and they cut in line ahead of other stuff. Um, we are actually going to be going back into the Devon Retrieval arc for the fourth and final episode of the Devon Retrieval arc um, when we will be having our first and only new never-before-seen guest of the Devon Retrieval arc, Nina, on to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, you guys did an Avatar The Last Airbender episode? We did an Avatar The Last Airbender episode without you. Oh, this is how you felt when I did the fucking Fantastic Beasts episode with Bob. Uh-huh. Don't worry, you'll you'll be able to come back to it eventually. I believe in you. Yep, I'll have things to say about Korra, I guess, and how the villains are mostly mid. Anyways, fucking podcast, Amber, what are they going to find at our bridge store? Thank you all for joining us for this week's episode of Original Podcast Do Not Steal. My name has been Amber Autumn. She, her. My name's been Prince Devin. He am. Our theme music is by Kyle Alicia, whose work you can find at hollowrib.bandcamp.com. Please feel free to give us a like, a comment, a share, a whatever it is that you do, and head by our merch store um, where we will be selling a bag of acorns. Okay. We love you. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Happy Kwanzaa. All, Happy the, all the holidays. Year. Happy New Year. I'm going to be in Grand Rapids when this episode drops, baby. Have fun. And good night. Mwah.